Welcome to the Side Hustle to Small Business podcast powered by Hiscox. I'm your host, Sanjay Parekh. Throughout my career, I've had side hustles, some of which have turned into real businesses. But first and foremost, I'm a serial technology entrepreneur. In the creator space, we hear plenty of advice on how to hustle harder and why you can sleep when you're dead. On this show, we ask new questions in hopes of getting new answers. Questions like, how can small businesses work smarter? How do you achieve balance between work and family? How can we redefine success in our businesses so that we don't burn out after year three? Every week, I sit down with business founders at various stages of their side hustle to small business journey. These entrepreneurs are pushing the envelope while keeping their values. Keep listening for conversation, context, and camaraderie. While Angel Hendricks was working in the insurance industry, she became a notary and started completing real estate closings as a side hustle. She connected with a few groups in the notary community and saw others making additional income by becoming insurance inspectors and assisting with process serving. Angel took note and started doing the same. When she saw her income increasing, she knew she was onto something. Here today to share the story of her business and how she balances work and family is Angel Hendricks. Angel, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Sanjay. So uh, first of all, you've got an interesting business. You started as a side hustle, went into a full business. But before we get into all of that, give us a little bit about your background and kind of where you came from and how you got here. Oh, awesome. Okay. So I was born and raised in East Orange, New Jersey. Um, I started in the group insurance industry for about 17 years, working in various roles and claim operations through client services. Um, About 11 years ago, I moved to North Carolina. Um, I wanted to be closer to my parents and I wanted to uh, expose my daughter to just some divorce culture. Um, And here I am. (laughs) There you go. Um, So awesome. So um, it's interesting that you kind of did this side hustle thing and went into a full small business. Were you ever entrepreneurial before this? Did you do anything entrepreneurial or was there any entrepreneurs in the family? So no entrepreneurs in the family, um, but I had a lot of different entrepreneur journeys. So I I told one of my friends, I'm going to stop saying serial entrepreneur, um, but I was agile. Um, So I had a bunch of different things going. So I used to do hair back when I was like in high school. So um, now I I started making wigs and started selling hair. And that was a really good business and making a lot of money, Um, but it wasn't as fulfilling. Now I still offer wigs and hair from time to time if people ask or family ask. Um, but then I also went into uh, Triad Women's Pop-Up Shop. So I curated this pop-up shop. Um, it started every uh, quarter where I would get about 20 to 30 different businesses. We'll come together. We'll decorate a room, set up your tables to sell your products or your services. And I did that for a while until the pandemic came. Of course, like, <laughs> like everybody. Yes. Uh, and then things shifted. So, mm-hmm. um, okay, so you were helping with, um, kind of real estate closings, right? And, or, or rather you were in the insurance industry and then wanted to become a notary. Yes. Um, and that was because of things in the insurance industry? Well, no. So I was with my employer for so long and I just knew that ultimately my contribution season was over there. Um, I just wanted to do more. Um, so I had a conversation with a friend and we were talking about how do we get in real estate without being a realtor, going through the class and building a portfolio. And I was like, oh, okay, to to do loan closings, all you have to do is become a notary. 
So I actually, I brought my mom along with me to go and take a notary, a one day notary class. We passed it. Uh, we immediately got sworn in. And then I went to NNA, it's a national notary organization and became a certified loan, signing, closing, and it just took off from there. Wow. So uh, all it took was a one day class to become a, a notary? One, a one day class wow. to become a notary. Yes. Eight hours. That's it. I had no idea. I, I yeah. don't think I've ever really thought about how long it takes. You just kind of, it feels like something that should take more time, but uh -huh. um, I guess that's, that's all you really need. <laughs> so, okay. It. So you, um, so you were doing the insurance thing, felt like you were tapped out, weren't, mm -hmm. weren't doing <laughs> much more at that point, mm -hmm. plateaued, um, and then started doing this real estate thing. So you got your notary, but how did you actually then, I mean, you're new at this point. How do you get your foot in the door with Real estate closings then? Yes. So once you become a certified loan signing agent, um, you now have to market yourself. So there are a bunch of different databases out there where you can sign up. They're called signing services and you okay. can sign up to get work in your area. So you put in your certification, you put in all your documents, you put in your zip code. And now they're spitting out closings to you and you can take what you want. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's not like necessarily that you need people to come to you. You can just say like, yeah, I'll do this closing and that's it. Right. So it's two sides of it. So the easiest way to get in is to sign up for a signing service and you get the work that spews out to you. You take what you want. Then there's also direct business. So you want to market to banks. You want to market to lenders. You want to market to real estate attorneys. So I'm in what you call a attorney state. So you have to have an attorney attached to a loan closing in the state of North Carolina. So right. I have to partner with other realtor, uh, real estate attorneys and say, hey, um, how can I help you close on more uh, real estate closings? Because you can only do one at a time, right? But if you have right. a notary signing agent with you in the building, you can double your closings in a day. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So I, I imagine... By going that route, partnering with the attorneys and doing those closings, you're making more money with that than just these these deals that are kind of coming up through these databases. Exactly. Because the databases, they have to make money too. So right. they're making money and they're giving you a fee. But when you're working direct business, your money can double, if not triple. Got yep. it. So mm -hmm. they, they, those databases are skimming uh, some percentage of uh, off the top uh, for right. that you give there. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Got it. So, okay. So you, you kind of go down this route, you start this thing. Um, and then at what point, so you're doing this as a side hustle yes. first, right? Yes. You're still keeping your day job. Yes. What, I, I, first of all, you know, like when did you decide to make the full leap over to to doing this full time? How, yes. What motivated you there? Great question. Um, so I started uh, the business uh, May 1 of 2021 while working my nine to five and I will work evenings. I will work weekends, whatever time I had available. I was getting it done. Um, it came towards this time last year and I was like, you know what? I have to make uh, I have to choose. I can't continue to do the nine to five and the side hustle because the business is growing. And as an entrepreneur, you just never know that season, that thriving season may not be there. So it's like, if I'm going to take the leap, I have to do it now while things are hot, because I may not get this opportunity again. Um, while that was the most difficult decision ever for me to leave a, a company, you know, that's our security blanket. You know, right. you're getting that paycheck every two weeks. But um, I had to step on off faith. I knew that this was going to work for me. Yeah. Yeah. 
the, and the other challenge, of course, too, uh, that all entrepreneurs face doing that, this step is benefits, right? Right. Health insurance and all of that stuff mm -hmm. um, that is a, a lot harder to deal with than when you're on your own versus in a company where somebody else is just taking care of it. Absolutely. Big deal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Um, so you kind of do this and, and man, you're doing it during the thick of the pandemic. You're, you're mm -hmm. starting all of this. Yes. Um, and it's doing well. So you, you make that move over. Uh, and then, and then what happens? So, yeah, very scary, but you know what? Um, I've been blessed literally the week after I resigned, um, my business took off exponentially. And I believe that while not getting too deep spiritually, that my season was waiting for me to make that decision so I can go and take off. Um, but within that week, I've had, um, I created an ebook to help other notaries grow their businesses. Um, I joined an initiative called Thrive High Point Business. It's connected with High Point Business Chamber of Commerce, where it was an initiative to grow minority and women-owned businesses in the city of High Point. I joined that as a member. Business took off, more business, more connections, taking more workshops. And um, I was one of their first recipients of their $5,000 small business grants, which helped, which definitely helped my business take off. <laughs> Free money is the best money uh, right there. That's, that's, that's it. good stuff. <laughs> so, okay. So you started growing the business. Um, now that you've got more time to focus on it, obviously you're doing more marketing and, and getting right. and being able to actually execute on the work. Yes. Um, where are you at in terms of the business right now? Is it just you or is it, do you, do you have people working for you as well now? Great question. So I'm in this space now where I do really need to hire. Um, I had some employees, well, I'll say some test runs with uh -huh. a couple of people just to kind of feel if this was a good fit for them. Um, some not so much. Um, and it's kind of hard to turn over your processes and things, your day-to-day -day operations to other people. You have to really trust them and they have to really buy into your vision. And if they don't, you have to make that decision early on to say, hey, if it's not going to work, we got to part our ways. So I am hiring at this point. I do need field operators, um, but it's, it may take some time, but I've been doing it a little over a year by myself and knocking it out. Yeah, yeah. Hey, but it's a it's a tough thing, right? When you're by yourself because you're responsible for getting the business, but then also executing on the business. So you're yes. kind of limited based on what you're trying to do there. So how do you how do you split your time between those two things? How do you think about that? Yes. So um I have to be super structured. So I remember back when I was in college, I think like a success uh coordinator, she gave me this 24-hour calendar, like, hey. Plug in everything you do, let's say Monday from midnight to 6 a.m., you're sleeping. Then 6 to 7 a.m., what are you doing? So I filled out this calendar and it just brought me back to that. Um, so I'm like, okay, where are my pockets of time yeah. that I can start plugging in and making sure that I'm utilizing my time right? Time management was big, big right. for me. Um, so just making sure that I prioritize what's important. What can I do now? What can I wait on later? Um, what's going to carry me over the next couple of months while not losing sight of the future? Because obviously, if I don't get help, I can't focus on where my business is going. Right, right. So how, how do you think about um, kind of that planning and, and how far out are you looking in, in terms of like your your business flow as well as transactions and, and revenue and all of that? And and I mean, you can't necessarily predict like six months out, 
like, oh, there's a real estate deal, right? Because you, mm -hmm. you don't know until probably just a month before yes. or something. I, I, mm -hmm. I don't know how far in advance you know, but mm -hmm. how do you think about that and how far out are you able to actually plan effectively then? Yes. Um. So I, I started out initially with five years and I was like, oh, I don't know. That's probably too far out. Um. So initially I start with the three-year plan just okay. to see where do you want to go? What is your goals as it relates to loan signing? Um. I think I've coined myself as like this notary coach. I've helped so many people. Um, I think ultimately I want to be a signing service. I think I know coming from a lens of being a, a loan signing agent and starting that service, I think I have what it takes to mesh the two to where you don't feel like you have to get direct business in order to make money. So that's a, a, a goal for me as far as um, uh, the loan signing is concerned. So um, help, help me understand that piece yeah. a little bit. What do you mean by be a signing service? Yes. So I want NC Solution Group to be the, uh, the fill the gap, if you will, the liaison between lenders and other loan signing companies. So while I've sought out business from signing services, but they don't pay a lot of money. So right. how can I grow to a large signing service um, place all of my connections from lenders and real estate attorneys and hire other loan signing agents to where it's profitable for, for the both of us. Because right now wow. it's like 70-30 for signing companies. But there's some things I have uh, in the back of my mind that I know I can apply to help all of us kind of win. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's that's interesting. So so you're, you're really like kind of moved from a side hustle to the small business, but then you're not doing just signing work, right? No. There's other stuff. We we yes. talked about that in the intro, like mm -hmm. process serving. So mm -hmm. how did you get into some of these other things? Yes. So um, I started joining some different network and notary groups and people were sharing different opportunities, different things they were doing to, to supplement their income because during the pandemic, rates were super low. So you were closing several times a day. Rates are high now, so the ebbs and flows of entrepreneurship, what else can you do to kind of bring in income? Right. Um, so I started process serving um, and it actually matched income for loan signing, believe it or huh. not. Um, and I get a lot of people say, are you scared to go and knock on someone's door and deliver important paperwork? No, thank God. I haven't had any crazy situations going on, but it's easy. You get some documents, you deliver it and you, you get paid. <laughs> yeah. So that, that, that's really all it is, right? That's like, it. You've got a, an envelope and you just got to give them to them in their hands. And like, that's anything it. else? Yep, that's it. You give it to them in their hands. If, if you confirm that they live at that address, you can give it to someone that's over the age of 18. Um, one vow I did make with process serving is that I will never serve anyone at their place of employment. That's just my personal thing. I don't yeah. want to involve your work. So I will never right. go to anyone's employer. Right. Okay. That that's that's good. I suppose. They're, 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 I'm sure there have been stories about that. So. I'm sure. Yeah. So th that's probably a good line for you to draw. Yes. <laughs> Support for this podcast comes from Hiscox, committed to helping small businesses protect their dreams since 1901. Quotes and information on customized insurance for specific risks are available at hiscox.com. Hiscox, the business insurance experts. Let's talk about how this has been then for you in terms of, of 
like family life and and personal life and and how do you balance the two? Like when you were doing it as a side hustle, I'm sure it was a lot because you were working and side hustle. Yes. And then it's different moving it into a full-time business, but it's still probably a lot. So how have you balanced all of these things? Yes, great question. So um it's so it's me and my daughter. That's my immediate family. And um the first thing you need to make sure that you communicate what's expected of you in this process. You know, um, so I explained to my daughter, you know, what entrepreneurship means to me, what it's going to look like, the efforts it's going to take from me, what am I going to need from her in order to be successful? Um, so just making sure that your family understands there may be times where mommy is tied up, but my ultimate goal, this is my why and you're attached to my why. Um, making sure that you have a calendar. So I use Calendly. So I ha if it's not on my calendar, it's not getting done. <laughs> so time management is everything. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that, that's great that you've got a, a calendar and you use Calendly. Um, you know, what does that mean in terms of like, uh, you know, emergencies that invariably pop up, right? Like mm -hmm. um, it's, it's really hard as a parent, um, you know, kids, mm -hmm. they don't stick to a calendar really, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> they have emergencies at all times and, and you've got, kind of this, this business that requires certain times to be at certain places to get these things done. So how do you, how do you deal with that when invariably those emergencies happen? Yes. Um, well, then that's when you have to uh, figure out a support system. So I'm a firm believer that you have to build your support system. I mean, people will go to the people they're closest to or their family, but that may not be your support system um, or they may not be readily available. So I believe in building that. So I have created a very, very strong, tight circle of women and men who are either entrepreneurs or their parents, and we all just support each other. Um, yeah. We tag team in this because we, at the end of the day, we all want to see each other be successful. So whatever needs to be done, if I need, you know, someone to pick my daughter up, if I need someone to drop her off, if I need to someone else to take a, a notary signing so I can um, go be at a, a, a induction for my daughter for National Honor Society, that's what I have to do. Um, everything stops though for family. So whatever I need to do, um, there are customers who are very understanding, like, Hey, I get it. I need to push the equipment back for an hour. That's okay. And that's worked for me. Right. Right. Uh, is, is this circle, uh, and that's awesome that you have that is this circle that you've built, uh, your support system, are they all notaries or are they people that are doing other things as well? Well, it's crazy because it's only one is a notary. Um, the circle, they do everything. So there's business coaching. There's someone who does landscaping, um, someone else who's in the fashion industry, um, someone who owns a daycare. So it's a variety of women and men business owners. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's that's super interesting, too, because I'm sure it's an opportunity, um, much like this podcast, mm -hmm. for you to learn from people that are in businesses other yes. than yours. Yes. Like what what kind of little tips and tricks have you picked up over the time that oh, you've been yeah. with these folks? Absolutely. Um, so we use this as kind of like a hub for whatever we want to do. So when I created my ebook, I filter that out to the group. Hey, I read this. I need your feedback. You know, give me feedback to kind of tighten up some things or change some things. Um, we, we use it to share resources. So if there's um, some scholarships, some grants and things going on or, you know, hey, I'm looking for a CRM tool. What tools are you guys using? So we share all of that amongst the group. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, that's actually a perfect comment to to transition to my next question. Uh Um, You mentioned Calendly as one of the tools that you use. Uh What other technologies, apps, systems have you kind of, you know, figured out, used, implemented um, that really help you kind of manage your business? Yes. So in addition to Calendly, um, I also use Calendly for booking too, um, which is great. And it syncs all of my personal and professional calendars. So, um, so you've got a, a entry in there that if somebody needs to book you as a notary, they can just do it right yes. on there. Yes. Got it. Yes. Um, my second and probably my favorite tool is Canva. Um, Canva, Canva okay. is amazing. I use it for everything. So all my digital marketing, flyers, um, if I need to do videos, um, templates for um, newsletters, for uh, presentations, you name it. Canva is probably my biggest tool ever. So for, for, for <laughs> listeners that maybe don't know, Canva is a, a digital marketing tool that lets you easily create graphics and yes. like you said, videos and, mm-hmm. and PowerPoint slides. Yes, very um, user-friendly. They yeah. have a free option, but I highly recommend to buy in. It's just a couple of dollars, um, but yeah. <laughs> so for, for your own marketing then, are you doing all of the the creation of the content and, and all of those materials or, or are you so getting somebody else to help? I am now, but it's, I'm glad you asked that because that's one of my open positions as a content creator in management. So um, I'm actually having some discussions with someone who's going to take that over for me. Yes. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Awesome. So, okay. You, you've been at this now for year and a half, uh-huh. something like that. Mm-hmm. Thinking back, you, you've probably had a lot of lessons already in a year and a half. Um, if you could go back in time, is there something that you would do differently than the way that you did it now? I would have left my nine to five a lot sooner. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Why, why is that? Why, why do you think that would have been the right choice? Um, because I was in my mind, I was waiting, waiting for the perfect time, but uh-huh. there is no perfect time. The yeah. longer you wait for this said perfect time, the longer you are holding up your dreams, the longer you are holding up to get out there and really work and make the connections and build your support, build your community, you know, the money will come. Um, but you're holding, waiting for a perfect time and that does not exist. Yeah. Do, do you think it was for you? Was it like, were you, were you scared about what could happen? Were you worried about the failure? What was it that held you back? Absolutely. Um, I don't think I was worried about failing. Um, I think my ultimate was, you know, that safety net, not having that financial safety net. You know, I'm a single mom of a teenager, so all of her financial support comes from me. You right. know, she'll be going to college in like 18 months. So when I think <laughs> of all of that, you know, having the money and ha- having that, it's like, oh, do you really want to jump out there? But yeah, it was scary, but I'm so yeah. glad I did it. And I'm so glad she got to watch me make that decision for myself. Right. Right. What was it? Was there like a single thing that pushed you through that fear that, cause I think all of us as entrepreneurs, as founders, mm-hmm. we, we have that at some point, right? It, 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 you'll have it at the beginning. You'll have it sometimes in the middle. You'll have it even right near the end. Right. Right. Like we have that. So what is it um, that pushed you through that fear? Yes. So I remember I was talking to my therapist, which is something else entrepreneurs need. Um, but she said, okay, if this doesn't work out, what are you going to do? And I was like, you know what? If it doesn't work out, I can go and get another insurance job. 
And that resonated with me. Okay, if I can go back and get a corporate job, what are you scared about? You have the experience, you have the degree, girl, go do it. (laughs) That was it. It's funny that you say that because when I quit my first job, uh, my first corporate job to start my first company, my thought process was the exact same thing. It's like, well, you know, if nothing else, I'm going to learn a lot Uh and I'm going to come back and I'll be even a better employee afterwards. Right. And so (laughs) what's the downside here? I'm going to go have some fun for a little while. Right. A little while has turned into a a long while now (laughs) at this point. (laughs) Yeah. So. Okay. So, um, I think that's great advice for, for anybody that's listening, but, um, is there any other advice that you might give for somebody that's thinking about maybe starting a side hustle or turning their side hustle into a small business the way that you did? Yes. Um, definitely write down what your goals are. Why do you want to be an entrepreneur? You know, I think everyone wants to be an entrepreneur and they see the glitz and glam and the money, but that's not always there in the, in the beginning. So write down your why and everything that you do towards, if it goes towards your why, that it's time to go. It's, it's time to go and just do it. You're, you're not going to lose anything. What do you, what do you have to lose? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, and I think you touched upon something that I think is a, a challenge um, for entrepreneurs or, or want to be entrepreneurs is that a lot of times we just talk about the glitz and the glam, right? The, mm-hmm. the, w- the thing that happens at the end. Yes. And we don't talk about the things that are happening from the beginning to right. the end uh-huh. because there's a lot more that happens in between there. And, and that's part of the reason why we, you know, we at Cox have this podcast is mm-hmm. that there's a lot more that goes into it than just the end. A whole lot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like uh, when you went into this, that did you have that view of like, oh, it's just going to be all, you know, ponies and, and rainbows or, or oh, no. were, were you like realistic about what was going to happen? Oh, no. Yeah. I had a I had a couple of friends who've already jumped out there before me. Okay. Um, so I've heard their experiences and, you know, they will share, hey, don't do this. Do this first. Make sure this is in place. Um, and one of the things that kind of just really stuck with me was like, Angel, you have to be comfortable with the ebbs and flows of entrepreneurship because you can make your goal. Let's say your goal is $2,000 a day. And the next day you make zilch. You have to be comfortable with that, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. And I think that is one of the challenges and, and that's why a lot of people to be quite honest, are, are not suited for yeah. starting their own thing, or or maybe they're only suited to do a side hustle and keep your main gig, right? Because it, it is tough, mm-hmm. it, it is hard to to do this thing, and and it takes a special kind of person. And there's no there's no you know disrespect if you if you, this is not meant for you, it's not meant for everybody, it, right? It's not meant for everybody. Sometimes your focus is to stay at that nine to five. Maybe God has a plan for you to go be CEO over there, but you have to know, you know, you 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 can't just jump out there. But, you know, yeah. There you go. Um, Well, Angel, this has been fantastic conversation. I think it's been insightful. I really appreciate you coming on. If our listeners want to connect with you, where can they find you? Absolutely. So they can find me my website at www.ncsolutiongroup.com. Or you can find me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is ncsolutiongroup. Awesome. That's great. Thanks a lot, Angel. Thank you so much, Sanjay. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Side Hustle to Small Business podcast, powered by Hiscox. 
To learn more about how Hiscox can help protect your small business through intelligent insurance solutions, visit hiscox.com. That's H-I-S-C-O-X.com. And if you have a story you want to hear on this podcast, please visit hiscox.com slash share your story. I'm your host, Sanjay Parikh. You can find me on Twitter at at Sanjay, that's S-A-N-J-A-Y, or on my website at sanjayparikh.com. 